Dear listeners, today I'm sharing a piece of writing by Seamus Heaney. I came across one of his essays, which is titled "The God in the Tree: Early Irish Nature Poetry," and naturally, I was very excited to see what he has found and was sharing. He actually contains a lot of a、uh, collection of poetry. Um, with Celtic roots and、um, recent work、um, around the trees and sacred trees and just the nature and landscape, and、I'll、jump through a little bit and here's the opening paragraph. Early Irish nature poems have been praised and translated often. Their unique cleaning list of line has been commented on. The tang and clarity of a pristine world full of woods and water and birdsong seems to be present in the words. Little jabs of delight in the elemental are communicated by them in a note that is hard to describe. Perhaps Wordsworth's phrase "surprised by joy" comes near to catching the way some of them combine suddenness and richness. Certainly, it would do as a title for these eight lines. Twenty-two syllables in all, which have etched themselves in the memory of generations, and in English usually go under the title "The Blackbird of Belfast Lock." And here it goes: A small bird let it chirp from its beak. I heard wood notes wingled sudden. The lion blackbird. In its precision and suggestiveness, this art has been compared with the art of Japanese haiku. Basho's frog plopping into its pool in 17th-century Japan makes no more durable or exact music than Belfast blackbird clearing its throat over the log, almost a thousand years earlier. And this gives very、uh, nice opening to. This entire essay, which is maybe about twenty pages, and I'm going to skip to a poem and a story, I believe, particular about all kinds of trees that are sacred or important in a lot of Celtic、um, culture and literature. Here's the paragraph. And those green men remind me of another foliate head, another wood lover and tree hugger, a picker of herbs and drinker from wells. I am thinking, of course, of Matt Sweeney, who is the hero of a subsequence of poems that bear his name, and who was at once the enemy and the captive of the monastic tradition. In the story, Sweeney is a petty king, cursed by Saint Ronan. Turn into a bird and live a life of expiation, exposed to the hardships and delights of the seasons, until at the end he is retrieved for the church by Saint Mulling, who records his history and his poems. One of those poems is clearly very old, continuous with archaic lore, but rendered literary and dainty by long familiarity. This is Sweeney's praise of the trees themselves. Another pain to nature's abundance, another thanksgiving, another testimony to the nimbus of woods in the Celtic imagination. And here goes the poem. The bushy leafy oak tree is highest in the wood. The forking shooting hazel 
has nests of hazelnut. The altar is my darling, all thornless in the gap, some milk of human kindness, cursing in its sap. The blackthorn is a jagged creel, stippled with dark sloes. Green watercress is thatch on wells, where the drinking blackbird goes. Sweetest of the leafy stalks, the vetches strew the pathway. The oyster grass is my delight, and the wild strawberry. Ever generous apple trees, rain big showers when shaken. Scarlet berries clot like blood on mountain rowan. Briars curl in sideways, arc a stickleback. Draw blood and curl up innocent to sneak the next attack. The yew tree in each churchyard wraps night in its dark hood. Ivy is a shadowy genius of the wood. Holly rears its windbreak, adored in winter's face. Left blood on a spear shaft, darkens the grain of ash. Birch tree, smooth and blessed, delicious to the breeze. High twigs played and crowned, the queen of trees. The aspen pales and whispers, hesitates. A thousand frightened scuds race in its leaves. But what disturbs me more than anything is Owen and Oak Rod, always testing its thaw. That is only one of Sweeney's innumerable outbursts where his imagination is beautifully entangled with the vegetation and the weathers and animals of the countryside, and it will have to stand for scores of similar poems from the 6th to the 16th century, all of them attesting to the god and the tree as a source of poetic inspiration. Here's the end of my reading of Seamus Heaney's work The God in the Tree and I highly recommend it to read this piece if you get a chance and until next time thanks for listening